Welcome to the show, folks. This is Wrestling Changed My Life. Here we go. We can endure anything and adapt and pivot and change. Wrestling gave us that ability. I would say nothing in life has impacted me more than the things wrestling has taught me in terms of self-reflection, resilience. Toughness. Some guys have it, some guys don't. Adversity, 100%. How to pick myself up and be a man after I failed. And everything that has shaped my life and where I'm at today would not be there without the values and basically the lessons I've learned through the sport of wrestling. For me, wrestling saved my life because it allowed me to focus and channel my energy. We're fortunate if you wrestled because if you wrestled, natural talent helps, but it's, it's 5% of the ingredients. It pales in comparison to heart and technique and effort. It humbled me, taught me humility. Nothing can hit, humble you more than wrestling. I think it's the learning to adapt, right? You learn, you learn how to adapt, you learn how to solve problems. You know, if I look back at my time, I spent wrestling. If it gave me one thing more than anything else, it's mental toughness. Good morning, ladies and gents. You're listening to Wrestling Changed My Life. This is your host, Ryan Warner. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great episode for you today. This one is one of our spotlight episodes where you're not going to know this person's name before this interview, but the story is really powerful. And our guest today is David Katz, who is a rabbi in Israel, of all places. He wrestled in high school for a few years. But then after high school, like a lot of folks, gained a, a ton of weight. And it was up to 270 pounds, whereas he used to wrestle about 152 and so this podcast is all about how the foundation that Dave has from wrestling helped him shed, you know, essentially 110 pounds. And you cannot believe the before and after pictures. They're incredible. They're inspiring. And so I want to get this episode out there. So that's our guest today. Fan of the week goes to Eric Dabs. That's Dabs Eric on Twitter, an Oklahoma State fan. Thank you for listening, Eric. We appreciate it. Last but not least, this episode is brought to you by WrestlingChangeMyLife.com. WrestlingChangeMyLife.com. You can find all past episodes there. And that's it, folks. Let's give it up for Dave Katz. Peace! And I was a typical kid wrestling in Centerville, uh, in Centerville, Ohio. Like I said, growing up, you know, things that were happening in my youth that I didn't really understand until I got older. Like we, I remember running into Graham Wrestling at a youth tournament, and they killed everybody. And it's like, man, what what am I not doing right? That the, again, I, I now know these answers now, and that's part of the point of the story is learning what the sport was about back then that I didn't know back then. And then you go to the state tournament, St. Edwards, and and Walsh Jesuit was winning like everything, right? And so I'm trying my best to be a wrestler at 16, not knowing what's going on. There's no internet back in those days. Trying to make my weight class and be a normal kid. And I broke, broke my arm junior year at a preseason wrestling tournament, and that's what I'm hoping to make my you know, big move and leap and hopefully get a scholarship one day and, and all those dreams that I think we all had when we wrestled. So I broke my arm, and I couldn't even rehab. It was, it was hard. And by senior year, I just didn't even go back out for the team. I didn't even think about it. I just moved on and made peace with it. And by then, went to college and ended up going to Israel to become a rabbi and moved on with life. So it was a clean break. Never gave it two thoughts. Never cared. 
And, you know, I was always like a strong guy in high school and in my early 20s. But when I got to Israel, nutrition and fitness went out the window. And I was, it's, I went to a place called Yeshiva. It's like a, a, a Bible academy for Jewish people in Israel. And you, you study the Bible pretty much all day and night, and you don't do much physical activity. And the weight started to come on pretty heavy. And, the, and obviously the food wasn't too good. You know, a lot of like pita and hummus, nothing, nutrition. And the weight came. But all the guys I went to school with, a bunch of Jewish people that didn't really have the wrestling background or sports background that I did, because a lot of them come from New York and Chicago. And I was the one guy from Dayton, Ohio, right? And Ohio is massive wrestling. And before that, my family came from Western PA. So that's how I got into wrestling was, yeah, my brother wrestled, I think, at the same school that Mark Angle wrestled at in Mount Lebanon. So like, it was always in my, in my blood, in my family, everywhere I went. It, you know, my sister, she ended up going to Cleveland, and so I would go to stay with her for a lot. And she was up there about Beachwood, you know, all the schools in, in, in Cleveland. So, I mean, everywhere I went, it was like wrestling Mecca, right? And everyone I met identified me as a wrestler. And I didn't really understand why they did. And I tried to fight it, and I got the sport out of my blood. And I was, you know, made peace with it, and I was kind of against it for a while because I had a lot of, I don't want to say animosity, but I was kind of upset that I didn't achieve my dreams and goals. And um, I got negative about it and a little bit bitter internally, never really said anything. And I just try to get it out of my blood. But then what was interesting was the Internet happened. I think it happened to everybody, right? Because before the Internet, I don't think you really had the tools to figure out what the sport was about when you were done, right? When you graduated, you got home with your life, you got a job, and you probably didn't think twice about it. But around 2010, I started getting the itch for wrestling again, wondering, like, you know, what's going on in Ohio? What's Graham up to? And what's all, what's all the schools doing now? Now, can I, can I interrupt you here real quick, though? How, what, how long, I guess, when did you get to Israel? Like, what's the gap in between 2010 and there? Yeah, so I graduated in 96, okay. and I got to Israel in 2001. Okay, so 2001, so 96 on, you don't even, wrestling is, is a, a close chapter in your life. You're not thinking about it. And, I mean, maybe, right, it's gone. It's it's like, you know, I broke my arm. I'm upset about it, you know, just changing directions, getting religious. There's no internet. And just moving to Israel far, far away from Ohio, probably never think about Ohio again, you know. And, um Got married in 2007, had a couple of kids, and again, around that time, late 2000s, you know, Facebook's coming out, but more importantly, Flow starts coming out. Mm -hmm. And I started following, again, I, always, I was always curious about Graham. I never understood why did I get beat so bad by that school, right? It always stuck out in my head, and people would always say, like, you know, uh, what's so big about you and wrestling? And I would talk about it. And I, I always assumed that there was nobody else in the world good at wrestling but Graham, right? It was like that Ohio biased attitude, right? That only we were the best. And I would tell people, oh, yeah, the schools that I wrestled, they're the only ones that are good. And as the Internet got around, I started researching and finding out that there were other schools that were good. I couldn't believe it. It was like disbelief because only <laughs> in Ohio, there's a little bit of brainwashing that only Ohio is good, only Ohio matters, everybody else isn't good. And you see it on Flow back when they had the threads in the, in the forum, right? People would, would always argue the Ohio guys. And that's where I come from. And so it was shocking to find out that wrestling was bigger than I thought. Like, I thought it was just, you know, Ohio. I just thought nobody else in the, in the country wrestled. Very ignorant. Extremely ignorant. And 
when flow started getting big, I was following like the the Ironman tournament around uh, Christmas time and following the, a little bit. It got it got big around 2012 when the Olympics came around, and now I'm wondering, you know, what's America going to do? Because I knew in the previous couple of Olympics, I got into Beijing a little bit, but you know, wrestling took a downturn. Right, 2004 we didn't do too good, right? In 2008, we had a couple of golds, but nothing great. So I, want, I, I tried to reconnect in 2012. And that's when I started figuring out, like, who Jordan Burroughs was and who was who in the sport and where did, where did America come, you know, how good are we, and, you know, trying to figure out what's the, what's the scene looking like. But the, the thing that got me back even on to flow and all this stuff was in the mid-2000s, when I was in the yeshiva, the Bible school, I started getting recurring dreams. And I was my weight was pretty high, about 250 pounds. Would you wrestle? And I start, high school? And I, I, Just for reference. Sake. So my freshman and sophomore year, I wrestled 119, and then I hit a huge growth spurt and got real strong. And I was going to wrestle 152 my uh, junior year, and then my senior year when I didn't wrestle, I was about 190. Okay, so that's your fighting weight and, that area. And how high did you get in the mid 2000s? Yeah, about my highest was 270. Okay, so 270. You're having these. What are the reoccurring dreams you're having? So I, I was, you know, in the school, it's mid-2000s. Remember, I'm done with wrestling, don't care. I keep getting these recurring dreams that I'm back in Centerville trying to get on the mat and trying to wrestle 119 or whatever weight it was. And I, in the dream, I'm like telling you know, the monologue, right, but I can't be doing this. I'm, I'm not making weight. I'm too heavy. And I was always going back to high school in wrestling, getting on the mat, and it, it bothered me. And I was asking people, like, what does this mean if I'm having this recurring dream about wrestling? And it, it, it's so far from who I am, and it, nobody could answer it. I couldn't get answers. It didn't make any sense. It was, it was, it was literally like, a, like plaguing me. I mean, it was, it was often, at least once a week, for years. So that's where I think the itch came from to when the Internet got big to just start reaching out on YouTube and on Flow and watching the videos, trying to find old videos to the state tournament. It just innocently grasping at straws. And then uh, around 2013-14, you know, as, as flow is growing really, really big, right? Every year they're getting bigger. And I was starting to reconnect to NCAA wrestling. I was, I was becoming a big fan, a really big fan of the sport. And I was getting kind of disillusioned with football and, and basketball on TV. And wrestling was it moved into my number one position of what sport I was following. So that's going on, and I started to get this meditation. The meditation was exactly what you asked. What, what was it about the 16-year-old kid that chose to walk away from wrestling? Because I knew, looking back as an adult in my mid to late 30s, and now I'm 41, I'm saying to myself, I was strong, I was fast, I loved the sport, had huge dreams and goals, and none of it worked out. And when I broke my arm, I, I walked away didn't think twice, what was it that, that drove me from the sport, right? Why did I choose this, this path of religion and spirituality, and I gave up? Because the 15-year-old wasn't religious or spiritual, so I had no reason to follow this path. And I seemed to have walked away from a clean break at 16. And so I started really thinking about this. I mean, I don't know why. This overtook me, I was like, you know, the recurring dreams and not reconnecting as a fan, and it, it led me to ask the question. And I, I, I made a, a rule with myself. Don't blame the coach, because I kept seeing in my head I wanted to blame the coach. Don't blame breaking your arm, right? Like, the rule was don't point fingers and don't blame. you got to figure this out. Take ownership. Right? Like, 
What's that? Take ownership, right? That's what Jocko Willing, one of my you know, favorite like, podcasters, it, says. Extreme ownership. Yeah, like, right. Like, you know, growing up in the 90s, that means in youth wrestling in the 80s, I grew up watching Vision Quest. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's yeah. like the, the DNA in our blood. And it's so you have to live it at some point. You got to own it, like you're saying, and just don't point fingers and find the truth. Right, you're you're being played by these dreams. You you're watching the sport. You're a fan. Figure it out. You know, make peace with why you walked away from. Because it doesn't matter at 35, but it, it mattered to that 16 year old kid that had a dream. And like, why did he walk away? Because you know the, that kid didn't know any better. And so I felt that it would be irresponsible to figure out what I what, what happened at that age that I walked away, and yet I'm still plagued by that decision more now than I was then. Wow. And it was just kind of like being ultra honest with it and let, let your mind craziness just work itself out because something was pushing me to figure it out. And I, and I didn't want to just discount it as it's stupid. It's just wrestling. You know, who cares? It was a 15-year-old kid. So now I'm a big fan watching. And, you know, Flo has interviews with the wrestlers, like, you know, after an NCAA match, right? And I'm starting to say, you know, I'm going to learn from these guys. I want to learn about the sport and figure out like what I wasn't doing right. I, I might as well, if I didn't get it then, I might as well now figure it out. And I'm starting to really pay attention, and I'm taking notes, and I'm learning, and I'm trying to figure out what the sport is from a mature like wisdom perspective. So that, that takes you up to about summer of 2018. Um, again, that was like you know 2010 through 2017, like following the flow trajectory, and, you know, figuring out that there were more schools than just Graham and St. Ed's and just more than Ohio and, you know, even getting an international wrestling following and just realizing what the sport really was and is and not what I thought it was from a 16-year-old point of view and just really loving the sport and allowing myself to love it. So I, start, I, I get up to 270 pounds and start time to, to lose weight. Uh, I had a bad neck and the chiropractor it was coming to work on my neck, was telling me about nutrition and diet, and he was telling me how to do it, and I got a gym membership, and I started at the gym. Now, in, in the middle of that story, there was a guy, I was living in a small mountain town in north of Israel called Sfat, and there was a guy who made an ad in a newspaper that he was a national champion uh, freestyle wrestler in America. You can look him up. His name is Gershon Horowitz. He was a senior-level wrestler, like 70 years old, and he, he won the senior nationals at the, the old man division. And I, I, I saw his name on the Internet, and I saw his videos. He made an ad. He was living in my town, and he was looking for a wrestling partner. And I wrote to him and said, I used to wrestle. So I, I went on eBay, and I bought a pair of wrestling shoes. And we actually, because there was, there was no gym in that little town, so we rented out a gymbury, like a little kid's gymbury, you know, like the play zone. And we, we would close it down, and we would wrestle on those mats, and we would work out. So because of that, um, that got my interest flowing. I got the shoes. And I moved out of that town, never used the shoes again, and just that little blip in the radar died out. But so when I started at the gym, I didn't even own a pair of tennis shoes because I haven't done anything physical in 20 years. So all I had was those wrestling shoes from wrestling with Gershon. So I, I get to the gym, and a friend of mine lives in Iowa. And everyone knows, you know, Iowa, if, if Ohio's not the best, then it's got to be Iowa, right? So I, a friend of mine sent me an Iowa wrestling shirt. So I go to the gym, and all I have of, of a relic of sports gear is an Iowa wrestling shirt. I bought 5X shorts, and I got my wrestling shoes. 
And so I'm, I'm at the gym starting my diet and looking like this overweight 270-pound wrestler. <laughs> and, so you're wearing wrestling shoes at the gym, and you haven't done anything since you know the mid-'90s. Now, what's your diet like leading up to this point? Like, what's your daily food in? Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, at that point, it's just pizza. Like, pizza, I mean, I lost all control. All control. Pizza, sandwiches, I just gave up. I had no knowledge of it. I didn't know. I don't know anything about food. Uh, just no interest in doing anything. I got very, very good at my work, and just didn't care. And I didn't know to care. Were you depressed and at all? Or it, were you it, doing it was still. No, no. Just good state. Just um, total ignorance. Complete, utter ignorance. And remember, the, the way the story is going to go is you have to figure out why you weren't good at wrestling. You can't point fingers at the coach or your arm, right? And so the journey starts at the gym. And if people are looking at me like I'm a circus freak, right, because you get the wrestling shoes on, the Iowa shirt, and um, just going through the motions at that point. This is June of 18. By July of 18, I found the, the secret of nutrition. It really it sounds a little bit hokey, but I was Googling, and I, I found out if you lose 3,500 calories in a week, which is a 500-calorie deficit a day, that's a pound loss a week. And then you find out every – Every sector of athletics uses that, that framework, right, like calories and nutrition. But I didn't know any of this. So I, I, when I found that out, I put it to the test, and I started losing weight. So I went from 130 kilos. Within a couple of weeks, I'm down about 118 kilos. It flushed out the system of just the junk, and uh, very soon I'm going to fit into an XL. So I go to the mall, get some Adidas garb, still got the wrestling shoes on, and I go down to like a XL. What kind of food did you cut out at this time? So the first thing I did was the chiropractor got me into eating milkshakes. And I'm thinking, like, back from the day, like, putting ice cream and, <laughs> and milk in there. He's like, no, man, that's, that's not what we're talking about. Like, you got to use water-based or almond milk. And, like, it was summertime, right? So over in Israel, summertime, watermelons and cantaloupe are in season. He's like, got to put in watermelon and cantaloupe because those are superfoods. Like high volume, low calorie. And he taught me how to make smoothies. I always call it milkshakes. And so they were like, you know, massive, massive amount of food, and it was only like 500 calories. So I'm fasting in the morning and having a shake at lunch, going to the gym in the morning, and then coming back and having a small dinner, you know, keeping the calories down. I was, losing the, I was using the Lose It app to monitor calories and nutrition, going to bed around 8.30, and uh, because of the intermittent fasting from 8.30 until the next meal, which was lunch, the weight was pouring off. I was going to ask you about intermittent fasting because that's something I'm fascinated yeah. by. Like, I, was just using every, I was using every tool that exists. But the thing is, is I was using the wrestling framework because it's all I knew. Yeah. All I knew was how to work hard in wrestling. Right? That's the point of the story is I may have sucked at wrestling. That's fine. But the, the wrestling practice that I went through, the grueling practices and the skills learned, like the podcast is called Wrestling Changed My Life. It did. It, it taught me what hard work is, how to push your wall back, how to break your, yourself. And that's how I did it. Because, I mean, that much out of shape, I had to push through no matter what. I wasn't going to have a setback. Now, the thing is, my work was really stressful at that time. And what got me in the gym was I, I had a dream, not a literal dream. This was like just an idea of a jacuzzi and a sauna. I wanted to just, like, rest my body just from being so overweight, stressed out. And 
now that the weight loss came into that, the, the, when I first wanted to do that, it wasn't about weight loss. It was just about getting relaxed. So now that it's weight loss, I'm thinking, all right, you know what? Let's use the sauna to lose weight, like back in the wrestling days. Because back in the, in the high school, I'd have a plastic suit on, rubber suit, right. and listen to my Metallica tape and my Walkman, right? <laughs> and, um, you know, cut, cut weight. And that's all I knew. And so I'm saying, like, if you're, you know, they say, I, I teach students in Texas, and they always say, if you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly. So I thought, if you're going to do this, man, just, just do it. So I get into the sauna. I'm wearing sweatpants and a sweatshirt. And I go in there. Now I've got an iPod with Bluetooth and Bluetooth headphones. And, you know, I'm, like, revisiting my past. And I'm, I'm, I'm taking a, a book in there to read. And people are looking at me like, what is this freakazoid doing in here? Right? This is just a gym in Israel. Like, they don't, first of all, they've never seen a wrestler. Second of all, they don't, they've never seen a wrestler cutting weight. But that's all I know. So I'm thinking, like, take the iPod in there, get your 20 minutes on it, take a book to pass the time, and, and turn it into a study session in the sauna while you're sweating the weight off. So, you know, I have, like, a, a session of cardio, which, again, one of the wrestling rules that I, that I learned from my research and watching, which I refused to do as a kid, was run. Right? I always, I always say, like, why do you have to run as a wrestler? So now when I'm losing weight, I, I'm, I realize what it is. It's that you don't want to do it. Every day you, you give yourself a reason and an excuse to not do cardio. And I always wanted to skip out on running as wrestling. So now I'm saying you're not allowed to get off the bike. 30 minutes on a, on a recumbent bike and watching YouTube. All right, it's not exactly like in high school with YouTube, but the same point is that you make yourself do the 30 minutes, non-negotiable. And then you put in 30 minutes to an hour in the weight room, and then another 30 minutes of pool sessions, sauna, steam room, jacuzzi, and sw- swimming stuff. Because I used to wrestle freestyle. I was actually better freestyle than, than collegiate. And we used to do our throws in the swimming pool. So, I, again, using like, if, if I'm going to be in the pool, I'm not a very good swimmer, but I thought do like just motion, like get your body like aerobically working out in the pool. So I'm just using every tool possible from wrestling that I learned in those years that ended by 16 and starting to get the weight pouring off. So we're at a, a crucial point of the story, right? So July hits, you, you're shedding some pounds, you're seeing some, some noticeable changes. But what, again, was the turning point to get you there in the month before, June of 2018? What was like the... Yeah, I don't know. I went on tour in America for, for my work, and I, I, I knew I wanted to get in the jacuzzi and the sauna to relax. Somehow on that tour, I got in my head that if I'm going to be at the gym anyways, I might as well use the gym. I don't really remember. And then the, the, the chiropractor got me on the milkshakes. So my diet changed. I'm ready to go to the gym. I sign up, and I bought um, athletic gear, just like shorts and shirts uh, in, in Texas, and a gym bag. And like I said, I had the wrestling shoes already, but, and the Iowa shirt. But I don't know. Somehow it clicked that I was going to give it a go. I was going to say, I love that you wear wrestling shoes in the gym. I, I've done that before, and it just makes you – it looks ridiculous, but you feel good when you're in there weighing them. You feel but like I, I, when the story ends, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hit that point when we end the story here in a minute because that's the whole crux of it. So now uh, – yes, I'm losing about 10 kilos a month, right? So figure by July, you're already down about 118, and August, you're hitting about 100, and in September, you're, you're around 90, November, you're down around 80, and around December, I'm going to reach my goal, um, which I didn't really have a goal in mind. The goal was just to get, get it off, get it all off. So by December, I'm down 
to about 75 kilos. And come That's right. uh, February, and March. pounds. Oh, my God. So you went from 270 yeah. to 165 in six months? Yeah. What? That's what I'm saying. The wrestling, the wrestling mentality works. That's the point. Like, I really did it. And, and the point is, quit, you know, don't be a, a liar and don't be like you know, pointing fingers. If you, if you say you wanted to wrestle and you say you were a wrestler and you think you really had a shot and you think you were really good, based on what? You know, what do you, what do you have to show for it? I mean, it, it's just a kid's dream. You believe it and you lived it. So I'm saying then live it out, right? You learn how to do it. You had the skills and tools, so do it. So I did and it worked. It just, you know, you got your mindset back, and the mindset was, you know, what, just do the things that were really real back when you were 16. Like, you know, go through the wall and push yourself and all those, all those little isms that we learned. Put them to the test because they change your life. And so I actually got down my lowest. I, I decided I wanted to see the number six. Like I said, I got down to sub-100, then, you know, the nine, the eight, the seven. So my lowest I got down was 69 kilos. 152 pounds. I got, I got down, I, I got down there. So now that I'm down there and I'm like seeing myself for the first time at this, you know, in the mirror since I literally was like 16. Cause when I broke my arm, I was 152 and I was trying to cut weight and make 145 and I couldn't make it. So it turns out the secret that I was, was, that was elusive. Why did I suck at wrestling? So to speak, why did I quit? I didn't understand diet and nutrition. Like, all the kids that were good, I'm imagining they understood these little things that I didn't have. You know, Tom Ryan, the coach of Ohio State, said, like, if you didn't have the dad that showed you, like, the Russian national team, like, you didn't, you didn't have those, 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 those options. And I remember, I don't know, do you know the Dernlin family? Yeah, I, I don't know them, but I know the name. So my coach one time took us to Dernlin's garage, and we wrestled in the garage. And it's like... And I and I, I ducked out. I didn't wrestle Tim Dernlin. I was I didn't want to lose. I wrestled other guys. And as I grew up, I'm like, why didn't I step on and, and go with them? Like, what if I what if I would have won? You know, why didn't I give myself the chance? And and it it really burned me that I had the opportunity. Okay, I was around the, the, the like a great area of wrestling. All the opportunities were there, and I didn't take any of them. And it was, every single time it was elusive. And it, and it, again, I didn't want to point fingers and blame. So, like, the struggle in me was, like, it was real. Like, I really was there, legit, around greatness of the sport, and I always ducked out and missed. And it was always subtle. It was never, like, you know, just, like, a overt thing. And that's what plagued my, my mind for all those years was I was so close to even discovering. Like, in wrestling, they say, like, step on the mat and find out. Just find out. And I never wanted to find out. So here I got put everything on the table and I found out and I found out that, yeah, it was in me. All those things really were there. I was missing the things like at, at 10 years old, I wasn't trained right. But it doesn't mean you can't use it when you're 40. You know what I'm saying? Like when, you, when these kids start out at 10, they have the, their the tools and their, their, their diet and nutrition and how to train their bodies. I didn't have that. But we're not blaming. It's just a matter of that you can, you can apply it and implement it now. And it works. And so the weight comes off. And now here's the, here's the funny part of the story. So my kid wants to get into wrestling. And I was starting to think about, you know, sh should I get him involved? And should I get, like, some shoes off of eBay? And I find out there's a wrestling club in a city called Lode. And in Israel, Israel has wrestling now. I don't know if you've seen 
on uh, the news, but like sometimes uh, the American guys or whatever will wrestle an Israeli wrestler. I don't know their names, but Israel is in the international scene. And what, it's because the Russians are big in Israel. A lot of Russians made, um, they call it Aliyah. They became citizens of Israel. So I go to this, uh, this club called Enload, and I'm, I want to step on the mat. I got the shoes. I'm going to find out if I really have it in me or not. Right? I'm, I decided I'm going to go for it. So I get, I get over there, and I'm thinking, like, you know, I'm awesome, right? I'm down 152 pounds. I'm, I'm strong at the gym. I'm just about probably stronger than I ever was in high school. Because, you know, in wrestling, they talk about dad strength. So now I'm getting the dad strength going on. And wrestling is feeding into dad strength. And it's a whole new level. Like, everyone's – it's always funny. Like, you tell people, like, a dad's got one match in him, right? A dad is so much stronger than a kid – he can win one go, right? He'll get hurt doing it, but he's got one go in him. And I thought, if I have one more in me, I'm going to find out. So I go to the club, and the, the head of the club's name is Vladimir. And he, is, he, he looks like a hammer, but I forget the concept that it's not about how big your biceps are, just to be like wrestling strong. So I'm, I'm thinking, like, I'm going to nail this guy. I'm going to totally just destroy this guy. Like, I'm psyching myself up, right? Because the like American pride, Ohio pride, and the Russians are nothing. And um, so at the end of the practice, he says, so you want to wrestle? And I'm like, well, that's why I'm here. I'm here to show you who's boss, right? And so we get on the mat. And I think he probably was bigger than me a little bit. I think, you know, looking, I look at his pictures on, on uh, Facebook, he's probably a bit 80, 85 kilos. But, again, no excuses. Uh, I don't know that for sure. But he just hammers me really hard. And I get sore ribs uh, walking away from there. And I didn't go back. And I found out a lot of things on that day. Number one, I achieved my dream of getting back on the mat at the exact same weight where it all ended. So I went full circle. Right? The, the weight loss, wrestling. and, it, and it, If you're not going like, to go full circle and step on the mat and complete the, the circle and the vision, then what's the point? And when I got there, and uh, you know, I, I, I was horrible against Vladimir. Right? Also, he's probably about 45 years old also. But uh, you're still out of shape, and you, you, I didn't have the basic tools that he had. I think he took, actually, silver in Russian cadets. Imagine that, right? This is the Russian cadet silver. But, but he had it, like, ingrained in him. I stopped at 16, and I never really got the, the, the training even to have, like, muscle memory. So the lesson was that Reality is struck. I, I did quit at 16. I, I, I don't have it in me. And the fact is, I don't like getting my ribs busted. I don't like bloody noses. I, and I didn't like it then. So part of the truth was I didn't know what fitness was. I didn't know what nutrition was. I didn't know how to properly cut weight. You know, I was uh, you know, cutting weight in the sauna, but probably eating like a bowl of ice cream the night before. You know, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand the discipline involved. And I, I, I don't have the body type to handle that kind of uh, physicality. And I realized if I would have, I probably would have stuck with it. And so the guy Vladimir taught me valuable lessons about why I, I did move on and why I ultimately didn't like the sport at 16. It's not that I didn't like it. It's that I, I wasn't cut out for, like, the, the, the competition of, uh, you know, going to battle and blood. And it's not me. But so much of the sport is me. That wasn't that. And I don't think, you know, so many people don't make it. Right? So many guys are not going to make the sport. And so what do you do? Do you throw it away just because you didn't make it? Very, very, very few are going to make it. 
And so what do you do with that experience? I mean, do you just forget about it? Do you shove it out of your life? Do you follow as a fan? Do you go into coaching? Do you get your kids involved? And I guess the, the path that I took was own it and live it out. And so now with my weight down in under six months, and now I, I ca- I'm keeping the weight off, and I'm, I'm living the lifestyle of a wrestler. And it's working. And I'm actually, as, as I go to the gym, I'm trying to incorporate as much wrestling as possible. And I want to keep it in my blood flowing. And, and I'm realizing, yeah, wrestling for me is, is the truth. So I stopped wearing shorts, and now I wear sweatpants. Another thing I didn't do in high school. I stopped wearing T-shirts and wearing sweatshirts. Because I'm thinking, if you're not going to sweat and work hard, then what are you doing? And these are all the things I want to skip out on as a kid. And I didn't know the difference. And so then I, I, I said to myself, well, you still got those wrestling shoes. <laughs> you know, so why not just wear the wrestling shoes? And I tried it. And I thought, man, it's even more comfortable wearing the wrestling shoes than tennis shoes. So now at the gym, I'm walking around in sweatshirts, sweatpants, you know, totally soaked in sweat when I'm done working out, and wrestling shoes on. Now, I'm not going to wear headgear. That would be a little extreme. But, but you know, it, the thing is, the mindset works. It really does work. And that's what I put to the, to, the, to the test every single day. I still do the sauna routine. I still go in there with the, the, the iPod and the Bluetooth and the music going and the you know, wrestling mentality, like the, the music and, and the, the intensity. Because I think, for me, it's that intensity that I learned that I always did have that, that got me through this. And that is how wrestling changed my life. And it's how I nurture my dad's strength. I mean, it keeps me strong. And uh, I'm, I'm probably a much better dad because of it. I think I'm a better person because of it. And um, my life makes sense. You know, the recurring dreams make sense. Growing up in Ohio makes sense. The, the whole wrestling journey, you know, now makes sense. And, and figuring out and understanding what I didn't know as a kid and, and what I know now, you know, there's no regrets. Because I just I didn't know it. I didn't have the tools. I didn't have the opportunity to, to learn these things. But it's never too late, and these things are very powerful lessons that can change a person's life. Powerful, man. And I just love hearing those stories. And the way you told it, you know, you have such a, such a deeper level than just losing the weight. It's, it's the reoccurring dreams. And why did, you, why did you stop wrestling when you did, and how did you come back to it? And it's just all, uh, I love how it all ties together. And I greatly appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. I'm going to post the pictures of your weight loss before and after because I know we have to wind this down. But, but man, what a what a what an incredible story! I have to ask though, like when you were when you were in uh, you know, in that six month period when you were first losing the weight, did you have any any doubts yeah. or any setbacks, or was it smooth sailing from June on? No, if that's the thing, man. And and you know, when I when I finally got all the pieces of the puzzle. Right, like you know, the stop blaming was replaced by diet and nutrition, right? Because the thing about it, when I was cutting weight in high school, I was sucking wind on the mag because I was cutting a massive amount of weight in a very unhealthy way. And then you think back, what? Not not a what if, like what if, like a real what if. What if I would have known how to cut weight properly? You know, the kids that knew that they had the energy and confidence to go on the mat and not be sucking wind, right? What do they say? Like the wrestling quote: Everyone, as soon as you get tired, it makes a coward out of all of us, right? All those isms that are on the internet now, the wrestling memes, like, they're true. I had no mindset. I had no confidence. I had no stamina. I was missing all that. So now in the weight room, when I put it all together, I had the whole picture finally. 
There was no, there's no, the, the question you ask can't possibly exist because if you put it together, you're not going to have a setback. If you're going to be an idiot and cut the wrong way, then yeah, right? If you're going to do it bad and wrong, you're going to have miserable days and setbacks. But like wrestling is that one weird sport where you can go 159 and 0. How do you never lose? How is it possible to never, ever lose? Because in wrestling, if you do, it's, I always say wrestling is real religion. They, the, the wrestlers that make it, they are a religion. You know, live your life the right way. That's wrestling 101, right? He does all the right things. And if they always say, if you do the right things, you won't lose. And that's the one of the biggest lessons I learned is that when you put it together, even at 40 at the gym losing weight, if you do the right things and live your life the right way, get a good night's sleep, get the right calories, do this, do that, you won't lose. And I literally have not had one setback in this whole time. Let's go, baby. I'm fired up. I'm excited. And I hope this, you know, maybe hits one or two people out there who, you know, are struggling with some weight issues post-college life. And, and man. Yeah, my, my message is not for the 16-year-old kid, you know, hoping to get to the state tournament. I'm not talking to you if that's who's listening. I'm talking to the guy from the 80s, 90s, whatever, that's, you know, working on his bad strength. And, you know, because flow changed the world. And, you know, again, before the Internet, this was all just, it would all go away. But now when people are reconnecting and they're on flow and they're talking and living their wrestling memories and, and figuring things out. And but the important of the story is when you, when you weren't the good guy, but you love the sport and it's still in you somewhere deep inside, you, can, you don't have to let it go. And you don't have to live in the past either. This is not about living in the past. It's about you went through those practices and you got it in you. And it's not getting out of you. And you can use those tools for, just for so many ways. But, you know, a lot of guys are going to get out of shape and are going to get heavy. And uh, their kids are not out of shape and they're not heavy. And the kids want a dad that can, like, like my, my son, my, my, my name is David Katz, right? So I call him Air Katz. Because now I'm strong enough to pick him up. Like, he's, he's 11 years old. I can pick him up like nothing over my head and upside down. I say, Air Katz is coming. And, like, he loves it. But if his dad was an overweight slob on the couch, it's like, you know what I'm saying, what are you going to do with that? So you, don't, you can be the dad with dad strength. You, know, you, don't, you might not be the club coach or coaching your kid, but just having that wrestling fire in you, I think, will just make you a better dad and um, just a better person. And you can live out – I don't know how to say it, but you, know, you, you can have a, a resurgence at 40. Just a better quality of life. You know, There's no question about it. Like, forget about – Having that's it. The washboard abs or whatever. That's it. I mean, everyone. Great, but right, everyone knows like the, the wrestlers worked harder than everybody else. Everybody else in high school, right? Wrestling, you know, MMA. Like they say, wrestling is superior. I'm not saying wrestling superior, but it, it is like a brotherhood, a fraternity. It's something special, and it, it it does. If you went through it, you do know what hard work is, and you do know that it pays off. And like we're saying, when you do all the things right, you win. And when you, when, you, when you use those tools of wrestling in the, the physical side of your life, you know, post-40, it can do amazing things. And my life is a testimony of that. And I'm going to keep doing it. And I got my answers. I didn't point the fingers and blame. If I would have, it would have shut the journey down. And now I view the journey as just beginning. Awesome, man. Well, we're going to have you back on to, to kind of check in and, and see how things are going. I greatly appreciate you listening in and reaching out in the first place. And this is going to... This is going to be a, a great episode to get out there. So thank you very much for your time today. I greatly appreciate it. 
Yeah, thanks for having me on, and I'd like to come back. And um, you know, if any if anybody just uh, this message should just be for those guys to get them motivated. It, it, it's it doesn't have to be over. And again, not living in the past, but just uh, live it up. You know, and, it's, and a, David, it's a if gift. If someone wants to reach out to get some inspiration from you, where would they do that? What's your Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, that kind of thing? So my my website where I teach because uh, you know wrestling and Bible and faith go hand in hand, right? No question. So. I, I bring a lot of wrestling stuff in my, my, my Bible teachings. And my website where I teach is getsoulstrong.com, G-E-T-S-O-U-L-S-T-R-O-N-G.com. And if anyone wants to go to classes on the, on the faith and spiritual side and have like that wrestling feel to it, that's what I do. And uh, my goal is to tie the two together, like um, physical, physicality and faith. I mean, that, again, wrestling 101. And it, it always did work, and I think it always will work. And that's what I'm here to do. And the weight loss and, and, the, and the resurgence in wrestling has only strengthened the spiritual vision. And, and again, you just watch a little bit of wrestling anytime, and you see faith and wrestling go hand in hand. And that's what I live by. And all great things must come to an end. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, give us a review, give us a rating, and share this with your friends. It would mean the world to us. Thanks for listening to Wrestling Changed My Life.